Welcome back to Mark's Madness, now part of Chunkalooza. Do do do. <laughs> oh, oh no! Wait, wait, wait. Where is it? <laughs> so loud! Oh my god! <laughs> Unnecessary noises again. Um, don't give me a soundboard. I will waste it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a goose? I gotta do a goose. Um, that's um. Oh, I I just that was what played out in my head. That was the scene. Oh, that's you. Yeah, that that's sounds cool. like something out of a movie, man. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, sounds like a Will Ferrell quote or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you know somebody who's like incessantly quoting the uh anchorman or fucking oh yeah, yeah. insert one Expander. of those fucking jokes you know yeah <laughs> well that's like my dad mahogany. will always no my dad always yeah mahogany is another one my dad always does the san diego line oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> german scholars maintain it means a whale's <laughs> vagina <laughs> no i think it means saint diego really <laughs> I can, I am one of those people. No, it's my dad who did this to me. He's <laughs> one of those people, and now I just oh yeah. No, I've always been suffer. bad about Blues Brothers and oh uh, Blues Brothers. <laughs> Early SNL. I'm I'm a bad. That's kid. right. Like uh, you ever see the ladies, man? I have. I have. <laughs> Look like someone well. fine ham <laughs> and shoved him down the back of your dress. <laughs> So you don't want a fish sandwich? Anyway, yeah. we're gonna stop. <laughs> we're gonna now. stop. We're gonna get because we do have we do have a little more. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a little more man. more serious subject matter. So we're gonna be getting into. Um, we're we're obviously gonna be getting back into Gramsci. We're gonna be in section seven. Those mainly responsible of factory councils and socialist democracy. Uh, that'll be on slide one hundred and two, right at the bottom, right before we go to slide one hundred and three. Uh, but before we do that, we always talk about current events and there's kind of a big one right now um i don't think anyone who listens to this podcast would be unfamiliar or confused by our position on full support of palestine right just just unqualified we support palestine end of story uh but for people that need details because this is like mainstream you know there's a reason we bring up some of these current events where we're not bringing out new information right we're we're combating narratives and, and the stuff out there. Um, obviously, very simply, Gaza is part of what was split in the Nakba in nineteen forty eight. What does Nakba mean? Is this the, this is probably one of the stupidest things I have to ask? But what I know what the Nakba, Nakba is. I've never known what it meant. Um, I let's Nakba see. literally means catastrophe in Arabic. Okay. There we go. Yeah, that disaster, makes a lot of fucking sense. cataclysm. That's that's what it says there. So yeah. So um, which makes perfect sense. You know, I mean, half of the Palestinian population was booted out, and half the land was given to settlers. Uh, really? Well, it was it was half of that. I mean, it obviously expanded since. You know. No. But it was, well, yeah. No, I'm just like wow. I mean, it wasn't half. half. It was literally all. Um, oh. Literally all of Israel is Palestine. So, well, yeah, no. What what I'm saying is is half of what was Palestine, like right at 1948, it was split between the West Bank, uh, it was uh, West Bank, Gaza, and I forget what the northern part is up by Golan Heights. Um, maybe that's also part of Golan Heights on both sides, on the Israel side and the uh, Lebanon side that Israel, of course, claims all to. Um, and Lebanon, even then, right? Like historically, thousands of years, this region has been Palestine. Um, it's been under different empires, especially most, most 
uh, most notably the well, Ottoman and Byzantine. Yeah, yeah, as early as like 80 BC. But it's it's been called Palestine for yeah for for hundreds of years for centuries upon centuries, and Lebanon is what was French Palestine, and then Israel is uh, colonization over what was British Palestine from those colonizations. Um, so Lebanon really right, this is like this too. Yeah, what is the relations to the Belfast Agreement? So the Minion has several episodes about that. Uh, we're we're actually about to put out like an emergency episode, oh, but then I've been waiting. I'm recovering from COVID, and so is got yeah. COVID. Jesus. So we're both we're both dead. Uh, you sound <laughs> dead. You sound dead. Yeah. So this is the worst you've ever sounded on pod. I'm actually surprised I've talked so long without coughing. So we're waiting for both of us to feel well enough to be in front of a mic. Uh, and here we are just dragging you. And here we are. I'm doing this for the love of the game right now. Um, well, we'll make sure to take over the reading and you just interject when you feel like Yeah. But so we'll have an episode on this again, but we have several episodes on why this is such a clusterfuck. We have like a four hour episode on the Exodus and the whole myth of Israel. So check that out. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other episodes. Yeah, that's one of my favorites uh, to recommend people just because it plays, I don't know, such a huge part in dispelling Zionist. Uh, well, it's settler myth-making, really, because you can easily take that and then apply it to you know, the exodus from Europe that the pilgrims suffered. And it's like, no, they cut a shitty deal. Yeah. <laughs> We're idiots. <laughs> That's long been been a big part of of the the myth making in in this country is that the pilgrimage, the religious. I and mean, we've talked about like uh, modern American Christianity is not about the Christianity; it's about the white supremacist mission. And, well, and same uh, with Israel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's 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 the same thing. So this is this, in spite of being on the other side of the world from that region, and then Israel being the 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 region itself where uh, a lot of the stuff of the Bible take place. This is. For many people, I can't think of the word. Um, oh God, there's a word, prov- providence. Um, you know, is, is, providence. Yeah, divine providence to well, colonize that's like the Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, so that's yeah. <laughs> so there's always this divine <laughs> providence colonization. So <laughs> supposedly, and it's all bullshit. But, well, and, so, yeah, freaking the city on the hill lesson is really good with Israel. They're constantly yep. making those references. Hmm. <sighs> But so uh, there's a, also a good document. I ended up watching this uh, last year back when uh, I was in New York. There's a good documentary called Tantura. Um, this Israeli guy did a documentary where he literally went around interviewing like IDF soldiers who literally did an ethnic cleansing where they wiped off the face of the earth, a town named Tantura. And these guys, like you can sometimes see screenshots of it on Twitter where the guy's just like, yeah, I massacred all these people. Uh, <laughs> and he just like shrugs his shoulders and moves on. Well, that's, I mean, it's very casual. It's always it's so casual. casual. Like, I don't know um, what people expect from Nazis, but like yeah. w- when I talk about um, the Pick Sloan plan and like uh, the congressional hearings and stuff to decide what we were entitled to for restitution, 
you know, uh, like those same processes like were happening beforehand in like negotiations. Like, hey, maybe you build the dam somewhere else that's not going to murder us. You know, <laughs> and they were like, no, the whole point is to murder you. So let's just you know skip to the yeah. payment part. There's there's always because uh, uh, we always talk about the the Nuremberg defense when people bring that up, uh, which was the Nazi defense at Nuremberg just doing their job. But there's always a wrinkle to that to where that the job description told you what you were doing. Yeah, told you what you were doing. But there's also a wrinkle that 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 kind of casualty of of genocide um, for genocide oh, supporters. You're going to have common. to clean up the office at the end of the night, make sure the yeah. doors are locked and, uh, you know, turn on the chemicals before you leave. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just they're just clearing the land. They're just getting what's theirs. You know, they're they're just defending the their institution or whatever. Right. It's it's all so normal to them. It's very fucked up, but it doesn't seem fucked up to them. It seems normal. What Elliot Abrams, right? First day on the job, cover up a genocide. Yeah. 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 What a day that must have been. Like even if he wasn't pure evil from that like, like, hey, going hi, like you this go is your office. Like, hey. Here's your badge. Um, Could you sweep up the deaths of <laughs> innocent civilians in Guatemala? Thanks, yeah. But um, go watch that documentary. It's really fucked up. It's also really oh, fucked say up. Say it again. That, like, Sorry, I, I was... Uh... The, the documentary is named Tantura. Tantura. Um, I benefited from having like a Q&A session with the director because it was like the New York premiere. And the director is like a, a lib, like at two state solution. Like, you know, he did end up filming a, a, a documentary where he got IDF soldiers to admit to a genocide. But nonetheless, he was like, you know, we got to let bygones be bygones. So, <laughs> I mean, and that's there's a nastiness. kind of do. There's a nastiness of the myth of people that have just been always been fighting and always been at odds. And that, and that's what you do when you make this, you know, um, about religion, when it's it's never been about religion. It's about colonization. So, but bygones be bygones. I mean, well, you know, we won't reverse genocide you. Yeah. But, you know, Hamas gladly took that out of their doctrine. Even That's how, <laughs> you know. I mean, like, if you want to call, like, putting all of these people in front of the, you know, a real international criminal court that actually goes after the people who should be prosecuted for crimes against humanity, reverse genocide, sure. <laughs> but that's still not reverse genocide. It's just yeah, happens to fair be redistribution of the land to the people yeah, well, who... And- and we've talked about this inhabited it. In, in Palestine with modern technology. It's somewhere in like the 30s or 40s in Gaza specifically. I think that wow, the median age is like 18 because which is horrific. It's horrific because the things they do all the time, like right now, of course, they're bombing hospitals very acutely, but they always do that. Of course, they're limiting electricity and water and they're just fully cutting it off. But they well, always think- give them like 5% clean water and limit the water. And they've talked about putting Gazans on a diet, meaning they're 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 limiting their calories to starve them out, and none of that is counted in the deaths. So whenever you look at the deaths of like, you know, Israel has killed like five thousand Palestinians in the last three years, and Palestine's killed like four Israelis or something, you know, to show it's off scale. Those deaths don't include people being starved or lacking medical care, things like that, right? And you've seen interviews with like Israeli officers from even liberals that that's like this is a this is in the little too far zone for some of those liberals. And they're like, well, aren't you gonna, 
you know, kill babies that are on incubators, which is kind of funny because we've got incubator baby type lies going on about this right now. Right. They're like, aren't you going to kill babies that aren't incubators if you cut off electricity? And then, you know, and, and, and the reaction is it's offensive to even consider the Palestinian lives. You know? Funnily enough, the 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 baby beheading thing that was mm-hmm. going around it came Already out debunked. thirty years to the day of the baby incubator congressional. No, and they of course, did that on purpose. And no. of course, and of course, I'm goaded as fuck right now. No, this and 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 this shit. It's not like the CIA is, is innocent of any of the shot, but this is not like a normal like CIA media spin shit. This was from the mouth of the president. This is like this is like when Susan Rice. Um, said the shit about the viagra well you right? don't need a conspiracy right these people understand what's in their best interest and yeah. he just immediately that's went all it, lying that's all conspiracies and conspiracies don't have to be conscious top to bottom they have some conscious role players and they have everybody leaning on their interest right think about every time every time a cop covers up rape because the, the, the police department is chock full of yeah, they of didn't rapists, go to everybody right? going hey make sure you cover up for jerry right right they they're not yeah, they're not doing they're not doing their like lodge chant or whatever the fuck conspiracy theory. and make sure to like, protect each know. other from rape at the end of it. It's yeah, like, no, yeah, they just intuitively are like, yeah, we got each other's back. You know, that's what the back the blue shit is. It's the same thing here, right? It's whatever Israel says goes. If you consider Palestinians, how dare you? You're supporting terrorists. Everything is constantly like Hamas, 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 and table that Hamas is not that bad. They're they're not the most left wing organization but they are freedom fighters working in a decolonial struggle but this is not just like hamas by themselves this is a united front pflp was in on this uh, i think there was like five other groups that were in everybody, on this everybody. yeah everybody's in on this and of course in the meantime israel is not only carpet bombing openly carpet bombing they told palestinians to get out if they want to live like basically openly admitted we're going to genocide you somehow somehow we've got the assad gases his own people shit and then and then, you know, Netanyahu goes, we're going to carpet bomb. We're going to kill everyone. Get out if you want to live. And then immediately prevents everyone from getting out, including bombing the only border in Egypt. That way, even if Egypt didn't cooperate with Israel, which they always do against Palestinians, Palestinians still can't get out of Gaza. I mean, they did say all of that and then immediately say we're dealing with human animals. So yes. like genocide is literally the point. Yes. Yeah. And and, and even um, when they do this regularly, because they do this every few years, this is just obviously way more extreme than they've ever done it because it's in reaction to, to Palestinian uprising. They call it mowing the lawn when they normally fucking do it. It's disgusting. Yeah. 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 The, and they're dropping the interesting well, about is, the I'm just going to before we get too far away from it. Yeah. Yeah. The life expectancy rate on my reservation for men is like 45. Yeah. So I it's kind of crazy that it's the same rates and there's a lot of the same. I can't believe and... you are the global labor aristocracy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know it. We're, we're just waiting to become the next bourgeoisie. <laughs> um, uh, tell, every day is telepath social to fuck off day, by the way. What was I going to say? Especially oh. now that Palestine's doing this. It's yeah, a real yeah. cut and dry. Thing. The crazy like, thing a is... A lot of their like, ops are set back. Oh, my yeah. God. The, the like, Haaretz national newspapers in Israel have a better, quote-unquote, better line about all of this than fucking leftists in the U.S. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Haaretz, yeah. like, the editorial board of Haaretz is publishing papers... And articles that are like, this is the government's fault. And of course, they're, of course, they're not like doing this for like good reasons, but they're like, no, the, we have no one to blame but Netanyahu. Insert yeah. Jack Nicholson. Just yeah, it's, it's, yeah. 
it's kind of in the nature of everything's Trump's fault, but also in the in the nature of actually criticizing it. Kind of when like, oh, kind of when like the Associated Press and stuff, who by the way completely have Israel's back on this because they always do. Except I think they did publish one article that was pretty critical um, that admitted to eleven hundred Palestinians and over. I think that the the AP article had over two hundred sixty children dead. I think that that number is over three hundred now. See, so um, I knew the AP number. What's that? The, the AP number is the one I've heard. I haven't yeah. heard that it's risen. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, of course, the campaign's continuing, but I, I've heard over 300 a couple. No, no. Ago. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, oh, it's kind of convenient that the default, you know, news is, outlet that the CIA is, helps run. Yeah, because AP is very, very pro-Western. But outside of, like, that admission of the number of deaths, like, Haaretz is, is, you know, is doing better coverage than AP, but it's the same way AP would actually do decent coverage of like the concentration camps on the border and the child separation when Trump was in office. It's no, couched in Netanyahu. No. I would argue that they wouldn't do great coverage. They were doing convenient coverage. Well, yeah, and this is the same thing. That's that's well, my well, point. I actually shot a notification from AP because it was just so insane that I got earlier today. Israel-Hamas war. Palestinians in Gaza face worsening humanitarian crisis. Israel continues airstrikes and prepares for a possible ground invasion. 2,500 killed on both sides. And it's like that is two points very clearly Israel doing something shitty and just like, I wonder how 2,500 people died. It was Israel. It was Israel. Yeah. yeah. They killed them too. Yeah. Like that's what the rave, you know, shooting from inside the crowd. Are you fucking and for people, for people <laughs> You're using them a, as meat shields? Yeah. For people who don't have the context, of course, Alaska mosque was, uh, you know, it's always pestered during Ra- Ramadan. And in response, this year there was a united front uprising, killed a few hundred Israelis, but it, from my understanding, very few civilians actually did target military, did kidnap uh, a few hundred people, including a lot of civilians, although there's some misinformation about that. Like there's a uh, German Israeli girl that was all over the news who supposedly being kidnapped. She's alive. And it's her mom who said she's alive as her mom has said she's alive because she's in a Gazan hospital and her mom was begging to let her out. There's and a Hamas grandma brought her to the hospital. Yeah, Hamas brought her. Yeah, Hamas brought her to the hospital. There's and, a grandma. And Israel's there. like, oh, we can. And Israel always bombs the hospitals, especially you know in Gaza. And so Israel's like, oh, we'll bomb that hospital. So you know, the rumor of her being dead was probably Israeli like covering for the fact that they're going to yeah. bomb her hospital. Oh my god, you're right. But fucking, there's a couple grandmas. One was like pictured holding one of the freedom fighters fucking guns you know she was taken hostage and what what these are is that they're hostages that are being used as bargaining chips to free palestinian prisoners yeah um, yeah they're trying to they're trying to do a prisoner exchange there was another one of this grandma smiling and smoking a cigarette i think even while they or maybe it was drinking water or something she was like with her, yeah in a car who fucking helped plan the settlements they didn't murder her no but that's like good on them what restraint, you know? Well, even then, like, you know, Sitting Bull said, we shouldn't desecrate Custer's body. And then we did. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> the clock can be broken. Well, you know, I think a lot of it is probably myth-making because a lot of people are like, because we desecrated the body, that's why we suffer now. Yeah, uh, anyway, freaking 
Palestine, Pine Ridge, very connected struggle. Help us out. But anyway, Prez, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just, I've, I've been frustrated with some of the coverage. Go ahead with any more details. We want to go over this on current events and then we'll get back into the reading. Oh no, the coverage is horrible. Just listen to electronic intifada. Um, Minion will put out an episode when we're feeling better and we'll spend a full episode on it. Um, and we won't dig into Gramsci. <laughs> yeah, see, we just give you a little taste, and we're bringing on these guests to show you there's really yeah. good content from. Think of this like an introduction movie. to that episode. Yeah, I mean, the entire Minion series is whole. The Minion, you know, we've been very close as podcasts forever. So it's <laughs> only natural that you also listen to them. Well, Everybody. besides Mark's Madness, I guess Mark's Madness closeness is new. But Bands of Turtle Island. This again after our hiatus. So. Yeah, just like BOTI, uh, there's sometimes weird, you know, silence moments, but we get back on track. We have a life, you guys. But anyway. Yeah, organizing. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, we're going to be set, we'll, whatever we say. Oh. One thing, I don't know if you guys saw this shit, like Israel's been putting ads on YouTube, like children's YouTube videos for like toddlers who can't read yet. And the videos like bright pink fluffy clouds with unicorns. And the video in it says like, we know your child can't read this, but 40 babies are dead in Israel. Think of your child and think of what you would do to protect your baby. We're doing everything we can to protect ours. Hug your child close. Can we find that and archive that? Jesus. That's insane. I want to use that in a documentary. I'll send Jesus it. Yeah. yeah. I need that. I that mean, so there's obscene. Yeah. Yeah. This is again, we're talking about conspiracy, right? Like, the president was parroting the same talking point from the mouth of the president. Well, Israel is throwing out these, these YouTube ads for people that are less engaged in the politics. Like this whole thing is a, is, is it's, it's, it's the incubator baby shit. See, it's not even that, like this is literally the blood libel shit from like Nazi Germany. Yeah. Like it's literally blood libel, not even Nazi Germany. Like this is blood libel shit from like, uh, what's the book called? I can't believe I'm blanking on the book name. Um, fuck. Are you talking about the child that they say? Like, the the protocols of the elders. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's fucking called. I knew that one too. Wow, how fucking shit. Pez dispenser. Holy shit. Pez meaning protocols of the elders of Zion. Like, literally, this is the kind of shit they're doing on, like, Arabs. Well, it's it's been fascinating to me to see that basically, like, the like the global right-wing order um, went, okay, but the elders, the protocols of the elders of Zion, that's just a good guidebook of how we should do it. And then they yeah. became what they project onto everybody. Oh, that, yeah, that, that <laughs> happens... All the time. I mean, I mean, reaction is always projection. Um, that is something that upset me a lot is the right wing. You've always got to understand the right wing talking point, right? So how do they have a right wing talking point about Biden 
Um, because remember, Biden is supposed to represent the whole left. He's communist. Oh, Biden. How do you have the right wing talking point to support Israel when Biden is like putting a fucking warship out there and, and, and repeating the baby lie? Well, you say Biden let this happen. He's too nice to Palestinians. And apparently also somehow he gave money to Iran because he gave back part of the money the U.S. stole or something. He froze that today, actually. Yeah. So he was like, oh, Iran, you're not getting your money back now. Yeah. And 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 so somehow that's that's linking to Iran. And so because Biden gave money to Iran and that's that's been the talking point now, Biden gave money to Iran and caused this. And they're not going to bite again. Truth does not matter. They're full of shit. They're just wanting to scream support Israel more. Uh, All these anti-war people are like, we need to redirect Ukraine money. That supposedly anti-war people on the right. We need to redirect Ukraine money on the on the Palestinians because those guys were never fucking anti-war, you know. Um, the the outsiders, the the modern Tea Partiers that followed Trump, whatever the fuck we call them now, um, you know those those bullshit fascists are all for. You mean alt right? Yeah, the alt right. There's the word I could not think of. My God, sometimes it's on my brain. No, I, I had to think about it too. I listen to these people like every day. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I try to study them all the fucking time. So these these fucking alt writers and their supposed anti war, they're all like, no, we should, you know, full support for Israel and Biden let this happen by not backing Israel enough. And and then again, their their line is giving money to Iran. It would somehow there's a proof, and it's like, fuck you guys. Um, and and so those those are the takes that almost set me off. But remember, the liberal mainstream take, like always, is. Palestinians aren't human and we need to, and if you don't defend Israel, it's anti-Semitic somehow. Because, you know, remember that the the real wrong of anti-Semitic, not that it's not generically wrong on its own, but the real wrong that we think of the anti-Semitism is genocide. So if you don't support genocide, that must be anti-Semitism. The, the, the most insane thing is that all of these like staunch, we need to support Israel things are the, otherwise like we need to support what Israel is doing right now. Like in its coverage of being critical towards what's going on, Haaretz like released a bunch of stuff from the last few years where um, essentially showing that people who are supporting like in the US or Europe, what Israel is doing right now, they're only supporting like the most right wing people in the, the, the Israeli government. And there was actually an accusation where people in the Israeli government were like, hey, uh, don't you think we're pushing a little too hard and this is going to cause problems down the line like what we have now? And they literally got accused of being part of the woke mob. They, li- <laughs> I saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a... There was also a video today announced by the U, not the UN, the fucking US press secretary or whatever the fuck he's called, um, saying that the Ukraine funding is at the end of its rope. That shit's so funny. So I think they're going to maintain their colony, essentially. That shit is so funny. Like, it's, it's all horrific. Like, Ukraine itself is horrific. It's a dumb, horrible thing. But, like, it's so funny how blatant they just, like, flip. They're like, next! <laughs> we didn't actually really yeah. care about you guys. You tried. You tried. 
Look, just um, give him the Don Boss. Like, Crimea, we'll, we'll take care of it in another four years. Give us a yeah. chance. With all of that, at breakneck speed, we're going to switch gears to the reading. Um, we're going to start at part seven, those were mainly responsible in factory councils and socialist democracy. This is slide 102 at the very, very bottom right. If in September 1920, the Turin communists had been anarchists instead of communists, the factory occupation movement would have a very different outcome from the one it actually did have. This is the essence of an article from Turin in Humanita Nova which reasserts our heavy responsibility for the favor to make a failure to make a revolution. What a pity the Turin communists in September 1920 were in fact communists and not anarchists. Even then, they believe that proletarian revolution means and can only mean creation of a revolutionary government. Even then, they believe that a revolutionary government can only be created if there exists a revolutionary party nationally organized, which is capable of leading a mass action towards this historically concrete objective. The Turin communists belonged to the Italian Socialist Party and were members of its Turin section. The reformist leaders of the General Confederation of Labor also belonged to the party in that section. The movement had been launched by the reformists. The weekly Lordin Nuovo of 15 August 1920 clearly shows that the Turin communists were opposed to the action initiated by FIOM because of the way which it had been initiated, because of the fact that it had not been preceded by any preparation, and because of the fact that it had no concrete aim. Given these concrete conditions, the movement could only culminate in a revolution on condition that the reformists continue to lead it. If the reformists, once the action had begun, had taken out on the dimensions and the character which it did had led it forward to its logical conclusion certainly the great majority of the proletariat and broad layers of the petty bourgeois and peasantry as well would have followed their slogans um interesting again coming back to this parallel because we talked about this before where like the communists were not jumping on it because it was it was organic right and this was part of the the split and it just it always brings me back to all these people claiming to be marxists and the one example of Marx in this was the Paris Commune and they did not take the Paris Commune attitude and jump right on board. There was this, we didn't do this, you know, to it rather than this is what the people want and need. If on the other hand, the Turin communists had begun the insurrection on their own initiative, Turin would have been isolated. Proletarian Turin would have been pitilessly uh, crushed by the armed forces of the state. In September 1920, Turin would not even have had the solidarity of the Piedmont region as it had on the previous April. The evil campaign which the trade union officials and serration opportunists had waged against the Turin communists after the April strike had had its effect, especially in Piedmont. The comrades from Turin would not even approach those from the region. Not a word of what they said was believed. They were asked if they had an express mandate of the party leadership. Their whole regional organization built up from the from Turin had completely fallen to pieces. The Turin correspondence of Humanita Nova, who perhaps knows the organizational efforts that were made in that period, certainly does not know many other things. The communists sought to put tur- the Turin pro- proletariat. Sorry, past- that was <laughs> an amazing roast. They might know <laughs> about the situation on the ground, but that's... 
The communists sought to put turn proletariat in the best conditions of the point of view of probable insurrection. They knew, however, that elsewhere, nothing was being done nor any slogan being circulated. They knew that the union leaders responsible for the movement had no warlike intentions. For a very, very brief period of time, three or four days, the union leaders were extremely favorable to an insurrection. They called wildly for an insurrection. Why? Apparently, Giolitti, under pressure from industrialists who were openly threatening to overthrow the government by a military pronunciamento, wanted to go over from homeopathy to surgery. <laughs> he evidently made certain threats. Okay, a pronunciamento is just like a like like an announcement, right? Yeah, I would think that. Right, pres. That's how it goes, right? Because we're an expert quick? on Italian. It got really <laughs> quiet really quick. What? <laughs> Pronunciamento. Is that that's just pronouncement, right? Damn. That's just like a military declaration. Is it? <laughs> okay, well that's what I'm reading. So we're gonna We were asking you, but yes. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was a yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but anyway, he now. went from he went to go over from homeopathy to surgery. So basically, rather than letting things happen naturally, went in and 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 you know uh, went to take care of it. It's that's Spanish that's, uh, for political manifesto. Oh, that seems it. like a very Italian word, and we're talking about Italian stuff. So that's very interesting. Well, you okay. know, they're both romantic languages. They are both romance languages. Yeah. Um. The union leaders lost their heads. They wanted an outrage, a local massacre, which would justify their reaching an agreement at a national level in accordance with the reformist traditions. We were right or wrong to refuse to take part in this infamous game, which was to be played with the blood of the Turin proletariat. By dint of repeating from April onwards that Turin communists were irresponsible hotheads, Localists and adventurers, the reformists had actually ended up by believing and by believing that we wanted to lend ourselves, but believing this and by believing we wanted to lend ourselves in their game. They were not easy those days of September 1920. Those days were acquired. We acquired, perhaps belatedly, a precise and resolute conviction of the need for a split. How could men who mistrusted each other, who precisely at the moment of action saw that it was necessary to protect their backs from their own fellow members, possibly remain together in the same party? This was a situation, and we were not anarchists but communists, i.e. convinced of the need for a national party if the proletarian revolution was to have the least chance of a successful outcome. But even if we had been anarchists, we would, have act- would we have acted differently? There is a point of reference for answering this question. In September 1920, there did indeed exist anarchists in Italy. There existed a, nationalist anar- a national anarchist movement. What did the anarchists do? I, thought, I almost said nationalist anarchist, and that would have been an interesting oxymoron. Yeah, so that's what I heard at first, and I went, <laughs> <"What?"> <laughs> National, that's what I said at first, but I corrected. National like, anarchist Did you see movement. like the look on my face? <laughs> is that why you corrected? Because I was I, like, No, <laughs> I just realized what I said. Uh, what did the anarchists a little full mask off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what did the anarchists do? Nothing. If we had been anarchists, we would not even have done what was done in Turin in September 1920, i.e., carried out preparations that were certainly very considerable, seeing that they were accomplished by purely local effort, 
without assistance, without advice, and without any national coordination. If the anarchists reflect well upon the events of September 1920, they cannot fail to reach a single conclusion. The need for a strongly organized and centralized political party. Certainly, the Socialist Party and its incapacity and subordination to the trade union officials was responsible for the failed revolution. But precisely for that reason, there must exist a party which puts in its organization at the service of the proletarian revolution and which through discussion and through an iron discipline prepares capable men who can see ahead and who do not know hesitation or wavering. Unsigned, Lordine Nuovo, 20 September 1921. Selected Prison Works 2, 68-70. So that's a banger that you should write down. Oh, failed. I never let it play all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) That just sounded like a phone dial. Yeah, yeah. Play it again. I'm trying. It won't. You do it. Our air horn is broken. Boop, boop, boop. Wow. We have a digital air horn and it broke. (laughs) They were like, this is stupid. Please don't. It's waterlogged. Please subscribe so we can buy a new air horn. Give me a real (laughs) air horn that I can blow and piss off my fucking partner and baby. (laughs) Oh, we better keep the air horn at someone else's place. (laughs) No, it better be at mine. Uh, but anyway, that that's the end of that section. Um, and I mean, it's it's basically you've got to take the responsibility, but the the uh, blame was laid ideologically, and that didn't really fit. And of course, it was blamed ideologically by the people who was convenient for. I don't know. There's something to be said about it. The anarchist forms of organization when you look at Chaz, and it's always repeating. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's always you know advantages and disadvantages, and we're in a coalition with this together. Um, I almost wanted to get in the one time um, that not only was you know when people ripped on on anarchists in certain situations, it's like Lenin worked with the left SRs more than he worked with the the Mensheviks, who were the other you know communists that that the Bolsheviks split from, and yeah. and you know was a major fan of Kropotkin himself, and a lot of Marxist Leninists turned to Lenin. But we've also seen so many examples where you know we have a different ideology because of these things because of how things have played out and we see chaz we go you know way back um to in history we see the paris commune and in between there are several other examples um yeah gothic program um uh, macnovia all all these things you know well i mean there's countless like a lot of the failures of indigenous resistance came from a lack of centralized leadership i mean i mean it doesn't have to be one person it needs to be yeah and a nucleus that can maneuver every part and consistently i mean taking responsibility for ourselves too because we you know consistently that's been communists have failed to support um the oppressed groups well enough to get the buy-in and allow them to go to anarchists we know western communists are very chauvinistic as a whole obviously you know we're trying to break that here um with chunk but as a whole are very chauvinistic um towards you know decolonial struggle um we saw communists were very chauvinistic towards peasant struggles 
um, you know, throughout Europe. And that drove uh, a lot of the, the peasants towards, you know, anarchists and, and things like that. Um, so that, that responsibility is on communists to bring people in, but we, just because we've seen anarchists do better with that and we should learn from that and we should realize that anarchists are by our side in the revolution. That does not mean we should use these anarchist tactics that fall to a dead end. We have this ideology for a reason. Amen. I pull out a Nathan. That's a soundbite we should have on the soundboard, actually. A Nathan Amen. I'll, nice. I'll see what I could do. <laughs> I, I I was just listening to like uh, the Red Deal, or maybe, and it was uh, during the uh, what's it? What do we call it? The waiver, not the waiver. <laughs> disclaimer. Oh, disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. The waiver. Oh yeah, we got to get the Nathan Amen from the end of the disclaimer. Amen, as always. I think he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Like, mm. That would be. See, there's our fixed our air horn. We 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 just gotta we gotta replace it. So Nathan. much better than an air horn. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, I will continue the reading on once again on the organic capacity. I don't know why I became British for a second. Once again. <laughs> But once again, on the organic capacities of the working class, I bet you I'm going to really like this one. Six years have passed since September 1920. In the intervening period, many things have changed among the working class masses who in September 1920 occupied the factories and the metalworking industry. A notable part of the most active and combative workers in those years of heroic struggle represented the vanguard of the working class are outside Italy. Marked with a triple cross on the black lists, after months and months of unemployment, after having tried every way, by changing trade, isolating themselves in small plants, etc., etc., of remaining in their homeland to continue the revolutionary struggle and to reconstruct each day and links which each day Reaction was destroying. After unheard of sacrifices and sufferings, they were forced to em- em- emigrate. How do you say that one? Emigrate? Emigrate. Okay. It's, that's that's the opposite of it. Immigrate is in. Right. Emigrate is out. I hate how close it is. Yeah. I want it to be emigrate. I don't know. <laughs> it's like evil German voice. I don't know. <laughs> um, where was I? Emigrate. Uh no, it's not that. I'm not going to convince myself it's emigrate. Jesus. Um, six years are a long time. A new generation has already entered the factories of workers who in 1920 were still adolescents or children. That's fucked up. <laughs> like, were they children in the factories? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it builds character, though. As somebody who started working at like twelve to help pay bills, I'm like, yeah. Imagine like, so remember that video of like that really eccentric Italian child speaking? It was like really viral for a few days, and it was like a uh, like a little like toddler speaking Italian, and they were just like so. I I don't know why I'm surprised a toddler could speak Italian because like there's Italian (laughs) toddlers, fifty million Italians. (laughs) You're telling me some of them are toddlers? 
<laughs> I don't know why I was so surprised. Just but what? there's this video of this like toddler speaking Italian, and he's just like so enthusiastic about speaking. He said he looks and sounds and acts like an old Italian guy. Waving like the throwing hand. his hands, yeah, using yeah, his yeah. like uh like really accented Italian. So I'm just like imagining that guy like being a foreman. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the baby itself. They're not grown up. I was imagining grown up. Oh no, it's the baby itself. The listeners, if you've seen the video, just imagine that toddler. Oh my god, this is terrible. We continue to build character. And who at most took part in political life by acting out in streets? Oh, sorry. Let me let me restart. Of workers who in 1920 were still adolescents or children, and who at most sorry, I can't believe that was the beginning of a colon. <laughs> Bad time to stop. And who at most took part in political life by acting in streets, acting, acting out, sorry, I skipped a word, acting out in streets, the war between the Red Army and the Polish Army. That's lit. We had Indians and Cowboys. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> and by refusing to be the Polish one, even in a game. Yet the <laughs> occupation. <laughs> That's me. Going to your mom and going, Mom, I was made to beat the pole. Mom, they they tried to make me be the cowboy. That's what I would say. <laughs> Same thing. This is crazy. What a weird cultural experience. I think that's probably why I got confused by the Italian, because I'm so used to like toddlers these days learning English first. You know, so I'm like, what? They speak their own language. Amazing. You mean they weren't colonized? I mean, the Dutch learn English here, and they're not colonized, so. They're just losers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got Amsterdam, whatever. Mm. <laughs> At least it's a tourist trap, you know? Uh, I guess that's like that entire country, huh? It's just a tourist trap. No, we have the Hague, which is all That's a tour. Oh, that's a terrorist trap. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst joke I've made. It's all human rights people, which is even worse. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking A. Where were we? Uh, okay, it's refused to be the Polish one even in a game. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, I love that. But, uh, Yet the occupation of the factories has not been forgotten by the masses. And this is true not just of the wor working class masses, but also the peasant masses. It was the general test of the Italian revolutionary class, which as a class showed that it was mature, where it was capable of, that it was capable of initiative, that it possessed an incalculable wealth of creative and organizational energies. If the movement failed, the responsibility cannot be laid at the door of the working class as such, but at the that of the Socialist Party, which failed in its duty, which was incapable and inept, which was at the tail of the working class and not at its head. 
No, it's just never going to work again, huh? I tried to do the air horn. <laughs> That's a banger. Wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> That's like his next trombone. <laughs> that would also be a good, uh, what's it called, um, sound bite. Also, everybody, just because we didn't acknowledge it, David had to leave early. <laughs> David is dead. <laughs> Yeah, we murdered David. <laughs> if David ends up murdered, we're going to be the prime suspects now. That's going to be the worst coincidence. So, <laughs> the occupation of the factories is still on the agenda and the conversations and discussions which take place at the base between vanguard elements and those who are more backward and passive, or between the former and class enemies. Wait, 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 what? The occupation of the factories. Oh, because they're probably like talking, worried about it, huh? Is what he means. Thanks for the feedback. Oh, I thought you were like just explaining it to yourself because you were right. No, but I'm right. Okay. No, I, I just you were like, oh yeah, this is it, and then you were. I'm just stupid sometimes. <laughs> I'm asking questions. There's no wrong answers. Just stupid <laughs> ones. <laughs> uh, what is, where were we? Uh, oh, there's no wrong questions. How's that saying? God? I Man. thought you were making a joke. That's Man, no, now I fucked up twice. <laughs> I wait, I'm like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. You know, Karl <laughs> Marx once said that the raccoons, you know, they're going to come in and they're going to take the means of production back. And I don't even know what a meme of production is, but sorry, I've watched a lot of Trailer Park Boys in my day. <laughs> I like to do improv bits as other people's characters. That's very original. Um, <laughs> my favorite one is George W. Bush. <laughs> also very original. Yeah, I stole it from, literally from, uh, who's it? They have a whole podcast now. Uh, what? There's, there's a, whole, a whole podcast dedicated to this impersonator who was also... In that, you remember the fake Trump versus Bernie debates? No. What? On Comedy Central? Oh my God. No. Oh my God. You were missing. <laughs> okay. Forget I said anything about this, but I'll find it for you later. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I wish I, I wish I had it on my brain. I don't listen to the stuff enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it, oh, you're going to hate it. <laughs> No, but no, okay, no. he's also George Bush at the end of Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. Oh no! Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that's my inspiration for my George W. Bush. Oh, and then Will Ferrell's One Last Night with the Commander in Chief or whatever on HBO. <laughs> anyway, imagine being like fucking twelve and quoting that. It's fucking <laughs> what? <laughs> what a weird person. Um... So recently, in a meeting of peasants and artisans in the village of, in a the village, in a village of southern Italy, all sympathizers of our our communist party. I don't. Why is that in Breck? Oh, because he's probably just at our party. Yeah, the editor is dumb. Yeah. So after a brief report on the peasant situation, two kinds of questions were raised by those present. What is happening in Russia? How are the local authorities organized in Russia? How do they succeed in getting the workers and peasants to agree? 
given that the former want to buy foodstuffs cheap and the latter want to sell them at a decent price. Are the officers of the Red Army and the functionaries of the Soviet state like officers and functionaries in our country? Are they a different class, or are they workers and peasants? Explain to us why we workers, and Arson was speaking, a blacksmith, abandoned the factories, which we had... Sorry, I like the clarification there. Uh, abandoned the factories, which we had occupied in... Okay, which we had occupied in September 1920. The gentry still say to us, did you occupy the factories? Yes or no? Why then did you abandon them? Certainly because without capital, one cannot do anything. You sent away the capitalists, and so the capital was not there, and you went bankrupt. Explain the whole question to us so that we will be able to reply. We know that the gentry are wrong, but we do not know how to put our arguments and often have to shut it, our mouths. That's fascinating. <sighs> Damn. Bangers. Uh, you know, because it's like, that's a lot of people's issues. Is that they just don't know how to articulate their vision, you know? Um, and this was written, like, during the... After Mussolini, like, became fascist dictator. This was in 1926, right, be right before he got arrested. Wow. Three years after my people gained citizenship. You're people of the soil. You, did you really need citizenship? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were we weren't being protected by our, being murdered. So they gave us citizenship to <laughs> give us the right to not be murdered. Thanks. <laughs> the history of America is very bleak when you actually examine it. Uh, <laughs> Mussolini's like, yeah, that's good inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, that's what happened. That's fucked. Wow. That's not even a joke. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Where were we? we? Okay, the revolutionary impact of the occupation of the factories was enormous, both in Italy and abroad. Why? Because the working masses saw in a confirmation Saw, saw in it a confirmation of the Russian Revolution in a Western country more industrially advanced than Russia, with a working class that was better organized, technically more skilled, and industrially more homogeneous and cohesive than was the Russian proletariat in October 1917. We are capable of running production for ourselves in accordance with our interests and a way. Are we able to? Are we capable? of running production for ourselves in accordance with our interests and a plan of our own, wondered the workers. Are we capable of reorganizing production in such a way as to transfer society as a whole into new tracks leading to the abolition of classes and economic equality? The test was positive. Within the limits in which it took place and developed, within the limits in which the experiment could be carried through in the sphere of the problems that were posed and resolved. The experiment was limited in general to relations within the factory. Contacts between one factory and another were minimal from the industrial point of view. They occurred only for purposes of military defense, and even in this sense, they were rather empirical and rudimentary. 
the positive aspects of the occupation of the factories can be briefly resumed under the following headings. One, capacity for self-government of the mass of workers in normal mass activity. The working class generally appears as a passive element waiting orders. During struggles, strikes, etc., the masses are required to show the following qualities. Solitary, solidarity, obedience to the mass organization, faith in their leaders, a spirit of resistance and sacrifice. But the masses are static, like an immense body with a tiny head. The occupation of the factories required an unprecedented multiplicity of active leading elements. Each factory had to put together its own government, which was invested at once with political and with industrial authority. I don't think they had to do it that way, though. I'm going to be honest. Like if I was going to you know, hindsight this. I mean, that's what he's he's hindsighting it. This is part of his like self-crit reflection of like, what could we have done differently so fascism didn't rise? And we oh, so he is saying this was the wrong move. This is just what we did. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. doing like this is what happened. The the post mortem or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I like this piece a lot. This is fucking like this is like stuff people should recommend on top of like on practice and shit. Yeah. yeah. Like when he's saying like factories didn't talk to each other, he's saying that as like a bad thing. Right. Man, Prez, thank you for putting together this reader. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think this is already compiled. Thank me when we get to like the parts that weren't in the book already. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, people are going to really appreciate that we did this series. You better. Um, I don't know, like, you know how I talked about printing, you know, maybe we should do yeah. like a selected works, like our favorites of this series. Just a thought. Don't make me choose. <laughs> we we could do both. <laughs> you don't have to choose. <laughs> um, this task was performed. Where, where were we? No. Um, Vesta, one of its industrial authority. Only a part of the technicians and white collar employees remained at their posts. The majority deserted the plants. The workers had to choose from their own ranks, technicians, clerks, managers, foremen, accountants, etc. 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 it says, but I'm not oh. <laughs> done with that. This task was performed brilliantly. The old management, when it took up its functions again, had no administrative difficulties to overcome. The normal functions of an enterprise had been kept up to date. In spite of the fact that the technical and administrative personnel was extremely limited and made up of crude, ignorant workers. Two, capacity of the mass of workers to maintain or exceed the capitalist order's level of production. The following occurred. The worker workforce was reduced because a tiny portion did desert their work because a certain proportion was assigned to military defense because a certain proportion was working to produce objects that were not precisely for current use, although they were very useful for the proletariat, and because workers had had to replace the majority of technicians and white-collar workers who had deserted, and in spite of all of this... Wait, hold fuck. Okay. And in spite of all this, production kept up to the earlier level of... and often exceeded it. Amazing. More cars were produced at... (laughs) This is a Fiat plant. Fuck. (laughs) I've never asked what 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 factory 
Oh, it's the fiat plant. Okay. They're all fiat plants. All of them? Just this was like that was like the factory. Fiat was like the main industrial power at the time. Damn. So they're like the Fords. Well, so no, so like imagine growing up in the US where like there was Ford, but Ford was also Lockheed Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Like that was fiat. Amazing. Which is also kind of what Mercedes is. Like Mercedes makes cars for the military. Like, yeah, like the, the dumpsters, like yeah. the dump trucks that go around in uh, yeah. Iraq and shit are Mercedes Benz. And, and then they like, also make like city buses. Like that's that's kind of the European automobile monopoly. That huh. is how things work. So, okay, where were we? Capacity of the mass time for fiat. They fiat, fiat. More cars were produced at fiat than before the occupation. The workers' cars displayed to the public daily by proletarian fiat were not among the least of the reasons for the undeniable sympathy which the occupation enjoyed among the general population of the city of Turin, including among intellectuals and even tradesmen who accepted the workers' goods as excellent currency. Okay, yeah, sure. Makes sense. I mean, it's not currency. It's a bargain at that point, but yeah. (laughs) Okay. What is currency, really? Huh? What is currency, really? Right, yeah. I mean, I guess why not crystallize the money form into a car? (laughs) I get paid in three fiats a month. (laughs) How much is your rent? Uh, About a quarter of a fiat. <laughs> yeah, takes three fiats a year. <laughs> um, limitless. Okay, sorry. Three, limitless capacity for initiative and creation of the working masses. An entire volume would be needed to cover this point fully. Initiative developed in every direction. In the industrial field, because of the need to resolve technical questions of industrial organization and production. In the military field, in order to turn every slight possibility into an instrument of defense. In the artistic field, through the capacity of, uh, shown on Sundays to find ways of entertaining the masses by theatrical and other performance, in which mise-en-scene, would that be right? I have no idea. I fucking care. Production. Everything was devised by the workers. It was really necessary to see the ones, see with one's eyes old workers who seemed broken down by decades upon decades of oppression and exploitation, stand upright, even in a physical sense, during the period of the occupation, see them develop creative activities, suggesting, helping, always active day and night, I, it was necessary to see these and other sites in order to be convinced how limitless and latent powers of the masses are and how they are revealed and, yeah, yeah, and developed swiftly as soon as the convictions takes root among the masses that they are arbiters and masters of their own destinies. And I mean, I think there's really, like if you're looking for, you know, contemporary examples of a moment like that, you know, I, I was searching for words to describe, you know, uh, what's going on with Palestine and how it reminds me of Wounded Knee and stuff. 
but like right here, you know, <laughs> the you know, there's a limitless capacity for initiative that just needs to be sparked. You know, we have to build the fire, and it, you can't just throw a bunch of wood and then light it with a fucking lighter. You know, you need a tinder, kindling, blah 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 blah. You know, and so like to me, you kind of like. I don't know, just right here, see that analysis being already written a hundred years ago. Cool. <laughs> Glad I wasted some time. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, as a class, the Italian workers who occupied the factories revealed themselves to be up to their tasks and functions. All the problems which the needs of the movement posed for them to resolve were resolved brilliantly. They could not resolve the problems of restocking or, or, yeah, or communications because the railways and merchant fleets were not occupied. They could not resolve the financial problems because the institutes of credit and commercial firms were not occupied. Similar thing happened in Paris Commune, you know. They could not resolve the big national and international problems because they did not conquer state power. These problems should have been confronted by the Socialist Party and by the unions, which instead capitulated shamefully, giving the immaturity of the masses as a pretext. In reality, it was the leaders who were immature and incapable not the class. This was the reason why the Livorno split took place and a new party was created, the Communist Party. Unsigned, Le Unita, Unite, 1st of October, 1926. I mean, like, literally, I mean, less than 100 years ago, right? Yeah, seven ago. years. Banger. Banger, 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 banger. I would try one more time It worked. That okay. Cancel your subscriptions. It's working. We don't need the <laughs> Yeah, we don't need the sport anymore. You can all leave. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think this is probably one of the more important episodes to recommend people. Um that said, I've missed a lot of them. So I and I'm not caught up with the series. I, I read it to catch up. I didn't listen. Does it makes you feel better. I don't listen. I could have I could have figured that one out. <laughs> You're like, I've read this enough. I've I've gotten there. I haven't read it enough. I can always read it many more oh, times. Sure, it's never enough, right? If you think it's enough, you're an idiot. I mean, I'm literally one of those assholes trying to learn the language to read it in the original. No, but a hundred percent I'm doing that with Spanish to um investigate indigenous communities in the yeah. south better so it's never enough always learn another language i'm sure as hell not learning dutch <laughs> no hinga dinga dorga no <laughs> but i <laughs> that was kind of is that racist yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, their santa is literally oh no racist. I could be as racist to those motherfuckers. They have that whole festival of black don't they? <laughs> black, 
the Santa is literally named Black Pete here. And Santa literally comes what? from Spain What's as a Spanish Moor. So not only is it Blackface Santa, it's Black Irish? African <laughs> Moor Santa. Why, it's what? very weird. Why? Why? <laughs> what? What? You know how, like, you know, Rome, like, makes Christmas out of, like, a pagan holiday. What the fuck's going on with that? So, like, there are so many layers. Like, there's layers of, like, just Spanish conquest of the Netherlands. Oh, oh really? I guess layers. I never considered. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the whole independence war that made the Netherlands a republic was to free itself from the Habsburg rule. Well, those are Spain? That was Spain. Habsburgs or Spain? Back, yeah, in the 1500s, Habsburg, Spain ruled the Netherlands. But weren't the Habsburgs like in charge of the Austria-Hungarian Empire? Yeah, they, yeah. Is that how Spain gets like positioned into a place of like controlling uh, half the world of colonialism? Yeah. They were Habsburg. So I just learned I need to learn European history. That sucks. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Fuck the Wikipedia. If any listeners understand, know why Dutch Christmas is so fucking wild, please let us know. Write an episode. Come on. Because, uh, we'll, like, we'll, we have we'll some weird projection of insecurity about Spanish colonization. We have some weird insecurity about Moorish Muslim conquest of Europe. We have just standard Dutch racism. Um, Europeans are just, continental Europe is just very racist and it's very wild. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah, I guess that is continental, huh? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call Europe a continent. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you like these many comments I'm doing, roasting Europeans, uh, or you're a European and you hate me, I highly recommend you join at the $1 tier to come yell at me in the Discord. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a Patreon that you can support us with. And... Uh, help pay for like the stream yard and we're trying to get one of those fancy services that are like post on all your social medias at once so that way it's easier to first off remove yourself from the drama but also just to post quicker across everything it's just fucking really annoying we're trying we're trying to we're trying to run a whole media thing across everything, and <laughs> I've never been so irritated in my life. Well, not to mention, like, I can only like use like X on my computer, and then like I don't have everything on my computer. So like, fucking, like I'm on my phone and my computer at once, and it's like this is fucking stupid. This is humans are not meant for this. <laughs> I'm a luddite. Right? <laughs> Burn it all down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But um, that being said, you know, uh, if you do want to talk to us, you do not have to pay. <laughs> First off, the Marks Madness Discord, is, the official Marks Madness Discord is free. The unofficial Marks Madness Discord is not. 
but it's also the unofficial official because it's it's ran by the Chunkaluta Network. But Mark's Madness was its own thing, so we, you know, trying to maintain that, you know, but combine the communities still. Very confusing stuff. Anyway, Mark's Madness at gmail.com is the best place to go. Um, but you can also hit me up at my personal bands of turtle island at gmail.com. And then the network is Chunka Luta Network at proton.me. The ME, maybe. I promise next time. <laughs> next time I'll know that email for sure. I thought I was ready. I am not. Um, Make sure to check us out on other social medias. And, uh, you know, one of the big things is paying um, techs, like the editor, you know, to help make this, like, show that already has hundreds of hours of reading and stuff and rants that are perfect for, you know, those TikTok videos that are, like, over, like, Minecraft parkour or, like, subway surfer some stupid shit like that if we get over a certain number of subscribers we're gonna have uh tiktoks where we read three sentences of gramsci per yeah. video no but like that little where section we that we just read you could put that into a tiktok i bet if you get like enough support where you could make like three minute tiktoks you know yeah you know, and and even then, Instagram Shorts, Facebook Shorts, YouTube Shorts, YouTube. We're launching a YouTube in general, but yeah, we're we're formatting the Mark Spanis stuff for YouTube, um, to make it more accessible. Mainly, like that. How many more people would listen to Mark Spanis if it was on YouTube? That's like ten thousand minimum. You know, <laughs> minimum. Like, oh yeah. It's on YouTube. That's way fucking easier. You know, a lot of people just hate the podcast apps. And then like, because there's so many good podcasts or whatever, or there's so many podcasts that are good according to, you know, common sense or whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, people get a cluttered feed and then you just get lost in the weeds unless you're a big name or whatever, doing something to catch people's eye, which obviously the public organizing on Pine Ridge is for. Um, obviously my study of this book, well, this reader is specifically to help and enhance all these projects. Um, because fucking we're doing this shit. So don't mean to brag, but fucking yeah. Fuck. (laughs) I'm like, we're, we're, we're there. We're like a year or two from taking over the Amazon distribution center. (laughs) In South Dakota. <laughs> I'm kidding, government. I'm kidding. That is not on our agenda. By that, you mean you're going to purchase the land? Yeah, land back through Indian Collective? <laughs> hey. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> that was stupid. Um, in all seriousness, though, we have a ton of projects, which is why you know I'm promoting the Patreon so heavily. Um, 500 of it, of course, goes to my family and I to survive, which I think is very reasonable. Um, you know, like internet, electricity, um, and then food. That's like what it all goes. Oh, diapers. Yeah, that's the big one, really. Fuck. I mean, and we do use reusables. It's just 
No, not enough time in the day to only use reusables. Not to mention shit reusables. Nope. Maybe if he was still only breastfeeding. But these days, I'm finding corn in there. No. No. I gotta, like, fucking scrape that shit off into a garbage can. That's gross. Sucks. Awful. Worst. Anyway. We're asking for a $50 raise. Very reasonable, I think, with all the success we've had. First off, you know. Secondly, the main focus is I have a bunch of things to raise money for before I get that raise, right? So $350 we want to put towards our Bulgarian comrade um, who's trans. So that makes it a little difficult to access jobs comfortably, um, let alone sometimes at all. They're very bigoted country over there it seems from what i understand and um so it only takes like 350 dollars or something like i forget what it like actually equals out to but it's like around that number uh to pay rent and groceries and then they can pursue art and shit whatever to make more money and do whatever they want in their life so to me that works out perfectly because it costs about $120 per transcription um, at $2 a transcription minute, uh, which on average an episode's an hour. So, you, you know, balances out to about three episodes a month produces this person's rent at a fair wage, in my opinion, well, in their opinion, but you know, I'm communicating it to you because I'm like, yeah, that seems reasonable. I think people are okay with that. If you think we should pay them more, Okay, help us pay them more. You know, <laughs> like we're 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 working on a bare budget. Okay, we're doing our best. Um, and then uh, those TikTok videos, instead of doing something dumb like uh, Minecraft, will we'll, we'll, we will do Minecraft parkour videos without a doubt. I'm sure, but ideally, we do want to do things more significant and. Um, to help people connect with the land that they organize on mainly. Um, so, you know, uh, we want to pay the camera guy just a hundred dollars a month to when he's out doing his adventures to just take some chunk of loot to B roll. That's exclusively ours, you know, and, um, we'll be able to throw it. I mean, First off, the reason why you want the exclusivity is because you need multiple income streams. So theoretically, there'll be a fucking 501c3 liberal org that needs some fucking stock footage. And there you go. Right there. And I do not care about ripping off some 501c3 liberal org. I don't. So, you know, like, it's like, uh, yeah, I need your money more than you. Clearly, you're fucking paying for B-roll like this. But we're making it, so... And we're paying for it, but we're paying for the labor. So, <laughs> but my logic is this guy uh, does a lot. So we're like trying to take down some dams and shit, but you know, supporting organizers in a way that's first off legal. <laughs> Secondly, um, something they're already doing, you know, like they just wish they could get paid for it. Seems like a pretty okay thing to me. 
um, pretty good scratch your back situation. Um, I get there's like ethical concerns as communists or whatever, which is why I'm being public about it. Um, so it's like, if it sounds weird, like help us formulate a better coherent line, you know, don't fucking cancel us. <laughs> I'm very open to his suggestions. I welcome, welcome them. So, you know, I'm fucking 24. Like, I, I should not be the one in charge of this shit. I'm going to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I am. I consider myself a very good servant of the people and I hope they cast me aside when I'm no longer relevant. You know, <laughs> that's how it should always be. Um, that being said, you know, this Patreon beyond just those two, 450 a month payments, the $50 raise, that's a thousand dollars. We're at almost 700. So it's like 300 away. It's not even that bad. Um, you know, anything after that, like before, goes into other organizing efforts. A lot of it goes to just people on the res who need groceries or gas or, you know, paying their electric bill, you know, heat bill, whatever. If, if they're lucky, if they're lucky, you know, they're only paying electric or heat bill. Sometimes we're buying, you know, cords of wood for people and it gets more expensive as the winter gets worse. Um, not to mention when roads are too bad. Um, the blind man we helped that was burning his, his clothes, he, like you, like it takes like three days to dig him out. Like it's insane how far back he lives from the road that gets plowed, you know, <laughs> like by the state. So it's like, mm, that's an issue. Um, so ideally, you know, eventually we'll get a plow of our own and just be done with that, you know, <laughs> instead of like hand shoveling a fucking old man out that has to like burn his clothes to stay alive. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up, you know? And that immaturity of leadership talked about, like, it's like, yeah, that's the issue. The people are ready. They're craving change. The leadership needs to get to the point that the head, not the tail. So anyway, uh, we're also trying to put together an archive with all of my amazing resources I've collected over the years and as well as the many other people's in the organization's resources. So we're going to be trying to establish like an official like Chunkaluta library archive thing. Um, and I mean, building a physical location for it too, eventually, but you know, online primarily first uh we're also trying to you know build up a website you know to make things more easily accessible um which is almost done it's just there's been some health issues with our webmaster and so it's like uh, we need another webmaster so there's not this constant bus problem and so that way all the labor is not on one person and frankly we can't pay these people what they're worth you know like that's it, volunteer work a lot of it and it's like appreciated but you know we need to enable a professional vanguard and i'm not saying that is us but you can set it up to where people can get the information easier to learn how to do that you know and, but we've proven that we can raise a ton of fucking money with very little resources so i'm just saying who knows how the future turns out um <laughs> All I know is I'm trying to fucking read the books and do what the fuck it says. <laughs> Learn. <Yeah. laughs> so um, 
besides that, you know, our winter drive is some like 1500 or so away from completion. Uh, we're going for 7,500 uh, helps for uh, wood ma to um, cheapen the cost of that wood. I mentioned <laughs> uh, we cut wood and give it away for free. So, you know, it's, it's, it gets expensive. Uh, right now it's about 10 homes. We, keep alive all winter long other people ask beyond that you know but it's like those are like elders and stuff that just can't cut their own wood and stuff so and frankly my uncles are getting up in age so uh we need organizers out there so we need to build facilities to house people you know we like there's uh, so many things uh, already in the works we already raised twenty thousand dollars towards a meeting and distribution hall as well as new housing for two of the families we support um so fuck uh pats on the back everybody you house two people we saved a person's fucking life while i was out there who got bit by a black widow i mean like <laughs> waves uh, <laughs> uh they fucking approached me about bringing like this is how much faith they have in us is they approached me about bringing back a toy drive that used to go on before COVID that guaranteed every child on the res got at least one gift. Like that's the faith they already have in us. I mean, that's moving. That's so moving. And like, I see it, it's right there. And we just have to reach out and grab it. You know, like it, it's really almost that easy. It's crazy. And capital is the primary barrier, you know, and that's design, you know, you heard it, you heard, you heard the same issues that hindered that moment of revolutionary burst that could have stopped the fascist uprising in Italy. You know, you heard one of the biggest fuck like the whole postmortem today about a lot of their issues, but you're hearing a lot of similarities. You know, we can organize militarily on the fly as needed, educatedly. You know, we, we can organize artistically. We can organize culturally or industrially. It goes on and on and on. We're, we're proving ourselves. And I think it's very important that people finally listen because we've been asking for a very long time. You know, we've been asking for you to meet us in the middle, and it starts by hearing. And Tecumseh, Crazy Horse, all across the continent, this same message has come out, and not enough whites have listened. Because they've been too comfortable and have gotten too much spoils from the Imperial project, ultimately. I mean, when it comes, that's what it is. It's convincing enough white people that they're better than the merciless Indian savages on their borders. Quote the constitution, you know, <laughs> so you know, help, help us, help us. You know, I, I, I promise I'm not talking on my ass. If you don't believe me, come see. I'm even if you're a fed, you could come see. We'll scare the shit out of you. This is all public. I plan to die before I'm 28. So, you know, like statistically, I probably will because of my mental illness. And it's just like, hey, if it happens because of the cops, because I did so much good in the world, sure. That's a good way to go. 
that's you know revolutionary suicide live as if you are already dead you know your life is for the people and like that's that's where we need to be and i strive every day to do that i'm not the, i'm not good you know i'm selfish but i try you know and that's all we can ask of each other we just need to actually see people try it's it's not trying to i mean reading's important but we have to put it into practice actually we have to hold our leaders accountable you know we can't sit here and go oh, i know leadership sucks but the grassroots sells you know there's a, there's a lot of potential in insert psl frso I, anybody really i mean frso is better than a lot of groups here but like you know cpusa all these major parties dsa fucking dsa jesus you want to talk about that fucking issue dsa is the perfect example you know <laughs> like the, holy shit <laughs> um you know there's not a lot of coherency that needs there needs to be there needs to be a coherent vanguard party to direct things um because it's so vast i mean it really is you need somebody to orchestrate it you know you need you need many groups leading their communities and you need somebody to be like hey this community over here is doing something similar perhaps you can work out the logistics together it's that simple they just need to know about each other and because of the vastness of this country it's very hard to know what's going on the only reason i know is because i've been lucky enough to travel you know and the only reason i got to travel was because i'm born into the right fucking family (laughs) I happened to be related to a bunch of Amsters. That's it. I knew all the right people that, you know, a author academic wanted to talk to. So he, you know, utilized me to his benefit, but I got, you know, to travel and meet a lot of fucking crazy ass fucking people. It's crazy. And it's crazy that there's a real movement that is never going to be televised. You know, this might be the closest we ever get to the televisation, but I ideally hope that communists hear what the fuck I'm saying and go, I should investigate indigenous communities more closely where I'm at. And then maybe I'll learn how, like, the U.S. government probably, like, right now in, like, your backyard is, like, mining into, like, a fucking national mine from an angle, the national fucking forest from an angle or some shit. You know, like it's happening all over the country. It is not unique. It is something they still stealing land. They're still fucking poisoning your water. Flint still doesn't have clean water. You know, <laughs> like use your head and realize they don't give a shit about the internal colonies. And there's a reason, you know, they plan to abandon them. If shit hits the fan, they will give us self-determination but it will be a malicious compliance and they will fucking kill us as quickly as they can. You know, they'll be, Oh, Oh, you, you want independence? Well, here you go. And now we're going to fucking invade you or some shit, you know, like fucking that's how it's, if they give us the land back, that's how it's going to go. We have to take it. We have to, that is the only choice, you know, you can fit private and, you know, peaceful ones now, 
but that that's where it has to end. That's where it has to end is taking back the land. It cannot be given because the U.S. cannot stand at the end of it. There cannot be a U.S. at the end of that process. It's just not not allowed. <laughs> the empire must fall. <laughs> Probably on a watch list now. But thank you all for listening. Um, Marxy Marks 2 or whatever on X. Uh, Chunkaluta Network? Org? Chunkaluta Org? Marks Madness Pod? And then Decolonial Marks, all on Twitter. Um, but the best places to stay updated is the Discords or um, Patreon. That's a lie. I'm sorry, I can't even say that with a straight face. The Patreon is not a good place to stay updated. But when I do update it, it is. <laughs> I just don't update it enough. Um, but we're getting better, so stick with us. There's a vision. There's a dream. And we're already well on our way compared to most groups. So, you know, back this horse. Anything to say, Prez? No. Nice. You got everything.